Hello and welcome to another episode of Along for the Ride. I'm Greg, joined by Mark as always, and we've hit double digits. We have, yeah. We're not talking about ages, are we, again? Just because I'm a lot older than you. Yeah, although we are are both in double digits, but for some of us that was many decades ago. Many decades ago, yeah. You're talking about episodes, I assume. Yeah, episode 10. 10? 10 weeks. 10 weeks, crikey me. Um, To me that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and we're still going, uh, much to the annoyance of many, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, Another week of Riders Basketball, plenty to talk about once again. A couple of games that we'll touch on, Caledonia away, Newcastle at home. Um, but do, yeah. do, we, do we have to talk about Caledonia away? We'll, we'll, we'll certainly touch upon it. Okay, uh, briefly though. Briefly, you, yeah, briefly. 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 Okay. Um, fortunately, we don't see him again for, oh about two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, not long. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, talk about the games um, a little bit. You've spoke to a couple of people. Um, yeah, kind of just to signpost um, um, who I've had the opportunity to speak to um, earlier this week. Uh, first one was Jibril. Yeah, Mr. Hands. Yeah. Um, talking about the art of defence. The hey. art of defence and some other matters as well. So that, yeah. that's that's more worth a listen. Uh, and then um, I saw him at the training, um, just, just sat there watching, um, and uh, Mo Walker was there. So I took the chance to grabbing quickly and he was happy to speak to me just to just to see how he was doing so I recorded that as well and of course as usual coach Rob yeah absolutely I think one thing talking to 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 Mo and and I think you know a throwback to a previous episode um now that we've got a few previous episodes Rob spoke about how no one cares people play of injuries etc etc so I think it's you know uh really important I think part of the thing that we wanted to do as part of this podcast yeah of course results are important of course performance is important but we don't want to overlook any of the people concerned um because yeah people might not care if they beat us and we're missing people or you yeah. know and vice versa to a certain extent and we'll touch on that with surrey but we you know we care about the you know the guys the riders and you know refer to ourselves as a rider's family so yes. you know w- we do care and i think you know that's something we you know try and promote in the pod yeah, and I think that's a bit of a theme, really, because sometimes as supporters, you can just get wrapped up in performances and results. And sometimes perhaps we get lost, lose sight of uh, the person involved and how it might impact on them emotionally and psychologically. So that might be a little bit of a theme that I try to tease out um, in, in some of the interviews. So I think that's important to to flag that up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's important not to get carried away. You don't get too high when you win. Yeah. You don't get too low when you lose. Um yeah, always moving forward. Yeah, although when we when we win silverware, I love to get excited. Yeah, get carried away there. <laughs> yeah. Getting carried away. Yes. The streamers are going, Queen's playing in the background, we are the champions. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Feeling, feeling really emotional, crying a lot, um, and as somebody always say, there's Grandma's Routledge face making an appearance again. Yeah, Grandma Routledge likes to turn up on those occasions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess it's one of those, if you know, you know moments there. Yes. Um, cool. We're going to start, as always, at the beginning. Rob obviously spoke to yourself um, and gave us a few of his thoughts about the weekend's games. So, Rob, um, I think it's about a week since we asked, last had a, a conversation during that time, two games. Um different results um thoughts about uh, the two games since we last spoke yeah well i mean we played glasgow on that wednesday um you know we got there and i think early on in the game i felt like 
you know, talking to the coaches that we just looked a step slow. I thought, um, you know, didn't have the um, quickness uh, out there on the court. You can kind of see that early. And I thought they were the exact opposite, extremely quick and extremely fast and extremely aggressive. And um, it looked like they were a team that had a few weeks off and had some really good practices because um, you got to give them credit. They were really flying around, especially early. And, you know, we tried to claw back into the game. I thought in the second quarter we had an opportunity. I think we went to the foul line with three free throws, with a chance to cut it to six. I think we made two out of three. And then we didn't end the half properly there. They, they made a layup at the end of the half and going in at nine. We still thought we had an opportunity. I thought in the third quarter we hung around a bit. But with about three minutes left, two minutes left in the third quarter, they, they went on a little run, and it got to the point where it got really big. And by the end of the game, um, we wanted to make sure that um, you know we didn't play everybody majority of minutes because we knew we had the Saturday game. I thought the Wednesday game came out of nowhere for us in a way. We didn't even realize it was on our schedule. Um, and then all of a sudden it appeared, um, and um, it's one that we want to forget. I thought the turnovers were a big problem for us, obviously. They forced a lot of them, too. You know, when you watch the video back, they their hands were aggressive and they were everywhere, but um, we turned the ball over 25 times. And, um, you know, the one thing you know about turning the ball over 25 times, you'll lose. <laughs> as simple as that. And um, and we did. So it is what it is. It was uh, the type of game that we didn't have time to dwell on. I think um, we didn't get back Thursday until the early hours of the morning. And um, used that as a, mostly a rest day. And then Friday we really wanted to turn the page. You know, we knew it was a different competition. And we went in and, um, you know, spoke about that competition and not so much about the game on Wednesday. We'll have plenty of time to, to go back to Wednesday. we play Caledonia coming up here in the near future. Um, but I was really proud of the way the guys were able to um, perform uh, Saturday night in the cup game, especially after, you know, such a, a tough performance that we had on Wednesday. I kind of so it's kind of a week of very... I suppose huge contrasting feelings and uh, experiences, and uh, and I was kind of interested uh, around how that, not to lose sight of players and coaches, but particularly yourself, I could ask about initially, how how kind of when you're faced with a you know a performance that is um, perhaps not you're looking for, uh, and you've kind of suffered that loss, how it impacts upon you the person, the individually, emotionally. How how long do you hang on to that? Do you get home and kick the cat? Uh, who do you come confide in? Who do you speak to? Um, and how long is it before you kind of okay? We've got to refocus. Well, it depends when you know the game is. If it knocks you out of a competition or if it's the end of the season, that's a tough one um, to get over. Uh, but in this business, you have to get over it fast. You know, I think that, uh, you know, these are the type of games that um, you learn from as a coach, as a team, and you can't dwell on it too long. Yeah, it hurts that night and um, the next day, but I think it was in a way good for us to be able to turn the page right away and play another game um, because we knew that, you know, what happened on Wednesday night wasn't us. Um, you know, it was a the kind of performances we, we were given. Um, and, you know, for me, I have to put it on the perspective. I mean, we definitely were injured going into that game too Wednesday. I think, you know, Connor and Jabril are a big part of what we do, especially on defense. And I thought that, um, you know, they took advantage of that in a, little, in a way, and they played really well. So I, I can't say that it lasted too long for me. I wasn't, you know, panicking in any way, although certainly sounded like 
some people that I spoke with Saturday were panicking a bit. Um, but no, I wasn't. I knew what we were. I knew what the statistics say. And I knew that um, for us, we have to uh, turn it around. You're looking at a team, you know, if you count the cup game, I believe it's six out of seven or seven out of eight. We've won. So we've been on quite a little run here. I think, you know, Wells are only lost in November. I was up at Glasgow. So you got to put it all in the perspective. And when you have a game so close on Saturday, too, the end of that game changes a little bit up in uh, up in Glasgow. Um, you know, we, we wanted to make sure we were ready to go to Saturday, and we were. And that was about as good a defense as we've played Saturday night uh, against Newcastle. I certainly celebrated that with the guys this week in practice. I love the way we play defense. And we, we took care of the ball, and that's why we are, uh, you know, last I looked, number one in least turnovers in the league. So we know we can we can stay at that level and do it and but it's also nice to be in the semi-final that feels uh really exciting and um we know we're one step closer to getting to a final absolutely and just uh before talking about forthcoming saturday game that we've got just briefly to revisit glasgow again if i may um obviously we've played them twice in the league both on their floor um, we've lost both from times um, they're coming up on our league program soon and we've got them in the semi-final in terms of preparation, in terms of coaching and preparing the team, how do you begin to break down uh, what they do uh, and kind of um, in terms of preparing, what, you know, what tendencies do they have as a team, player-wise, team-wise? How do you begin to break that down, Rob? Yeah, I mean, we break down every team pretty much similarly. Uh, I think, you know, with them coming up a couple times here in short, we don't know exactly when the cup game is at this point, but could be really close to where the league game is, so... Yeah, we're going to have to uh, really sit down and, and go over everything and look at everything. Well, we do that anyway. So we, we, we did know a lot about them going into last Wednesday's game, but now it will give us a, another opportunity and you know, give an opportunity to play on our home floor and hopefully be healthy. Um, we'll, we shall see. But, um, yeah, they've uh, they've played good basketball against us in the two games, so we know that um, in order for us to get a result in the next games that we play, we're going to have to um, you know take it up a notch and um, – you know, maybe give them something a little bit different. Okay, thanks for that. So, um, just quickly, then we've got Surrey on the road on the road yeah. on, on Saturday. Um, wh what's your thoughts about uh, that forthcoming game? They've they've added Ryan Martin since we last played them. What them beat them down there? So, what's your thoughts about this coming Saturday, Rob? Well, I mean, again, you, you did reference it at the beginning. This is our twelfth league game, and I think it's the eighth road game. So, um, you know, eight out of your first twelve on the road. Uh, I think if we can come out of there with a result, you know, we would look at it and say, okay, you know, we handled that part of the schedule. Okay, you know, I mean, when you look at the road records for teams in the league, it's been very, very poor. And I think that, um, you know, I, I don't think we've ever started 8 out of 12 on the road. So, yes, they're different. I Who knows who's going to show up on that court? I know they have a lot of guys injured. Um, you know, Lawrence, Steele, uh, Ray, uh, who knows if they'll be there. I know Martin is a guy that um, is new. We know him pretty well from playing him last year against London. He's an aggressive, rebounding, strong player. And, um, you know, they're a team that hasn't played that many games recently. I mean, they played uh, Sheffield, I feel like, uh, a couple weeks back. And I think they haven't played since. I don't think they've played last week. So, well, I don't know really what to expect with them because they've had to mix and match a lot, have a lot of different players coming in. But the one player that they do have that's new as well, besides Martin, is uh, Quincy Taylor. And he, we know him well. He's a point guard that played for them for years and veteran, smart. Their team will change because he's handling the basketball. And if they were able to bring Lawrence back, it would be similar. So 
we're still waiting to hear on um, you know who's playing or who's not. But um, yeah, it'll be a different team than we played last time. Okay, so thanks for that, Rob, and best of luck this coming Saturday. Cheers. Okay, thank you. So obviously the the thoughts from from the brain trust of the riders, Rob Patanostro there. Um, interesting to sort of hear his take on on the two games. Mm. Um, Wednesday's game, obviously we went up to Caledonia and just to confirm the result was sixty six ninety two in favour of the Gladiators. Um, I guess a, a, a tough game. Um, Definitely. And it spoke about being maybe a step slow, and and gladiators were were, were firing, and it felt it did feel a little bit that gladiators were just always um, that little one step ahead um, in, in the game. Yeah, uh, and we know that doesn't happen to us that often, so we you know can't complain. Um, but yeah, um, and twenty five turnovers really really hurt us, as Rob said. Yeah, you turn the ball over twenty five times, you're probably going to lose. Um, Gladio- um, Gladiators were headlined uh, by another fantastic performance from from Sloan, um, and yeah, but I suppose Riders got some uh, minutes for other people towards the end of the game. I guess bloody them a little bit more for, for the season ahead, looking long term. Yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously, it's uh, I don't want to dwell too much on, on Wednesday night's game because I think um, you know it's kind of um, it's a one-off game you can't win every game of basketball you ever play but it does feel like the two times we've been up to um, Glasgow we've been short-handed hampered somewhat by injury um, so we feel like we've tried to play those games with one hand time behind his back so that, that's disappointing the good news is I'm guessing we're going to play him three more times for at certain least, at, at least, least three more yeah. times and they're all going to be in Leicester. Yeah, at the morning side. So, you know, there's there's real opportunities. And perhaps what we should do is start beginning to stoke it up. And the the arena on the 9th of December. So let's let's begin to stoke the crowd up now uh, and get make sure you get there. Make sure you you know you you've got your ticket and you've, grab your Vuvu Zaylers. Oh, is that is that a World Cup? That's a World Cup reference. Reference from South Africa World oh, Cup. Blimey. The little horn things, aren't they? I don't know where that's come from. Uh, um, uh, that was uh, in your brain somewhere. But yeah, I mean, let's start stoking it up. Ninth of December um, is is the league game. Uh, it's not too far away, so let's let's kind of really get a good crowd, uh, a kind of a really hostile uh, crowd developing. Yeah, um, so absolutely, um, you know, atmosphere can make a difference, and you and you can provide energy um, for, for the team on on the court, especially you know if they're, they're having a slight down run, down spell. You can definitely lift them and pick it up, and you can feel it in the room. You can you can feel it. Uh, obviously, uh, you've mentioned briefly the injuries. Uh, Jabril didn't play. Connor yeah. didn't play, yeah. uh, or barely played. Um, sort of. So it was refreshing to see Jabril play on Saturday, and we will move on to Saturday's game. I guess. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Let's do that. But just before we go, I think. I think sometimes again, as supporters, we don't always think one or two games ahead. Um, and I think one thing that Rob said, he kind of towards you know, I don't know, midway in that third or fourth. I can't. I can't remember exactly. He talked about he'd got. You know, he was thinking about the home game on Saturday against Newcastle. So he probably pulled a few players a little earlier than he would otherwise have done so. And again, that just shows you how strategic is thinking uh, about the not only the, the game, uh, but a couple of games ahead, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, he said that you have to bounce back quick, and that's probably part mm. of it, even in-game. Mm. It's bouncing back and looking forward. Yeah. So um, we move forwards, and I think... You know, the, the game on Saturday, a blessing, Rob sort of hinted to it as well, blessing because no one could dwell on the Caledonian result. Um, yep. Newcastle flew into town, um, that's 
because they're eagles, not because of flight, plane travel. Um, but yeah, they they, they, they swooped in. Um, Riders taking the win 94-73 in the BBL Cup quarterfinals, meaning they move on to the Cup semifinals. Weehee! Uh, in what is, I guess, the journey for the first bit of silverware on 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 offer, um, first bit of silverware that we, you know we have to defend. Yes, um, it'd be nice to get to the final. And against in the semi final, we get to play a brand new team for that particular week, uh, Caledonia Gladiators again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. It's going to be a great night. That is, and that's kind of already flagged it up. Uh, whenever that is, and when it's announced, hopefully we'll we'll hear soon. I see, I see um, the Bristol um, London. Uh, they've announced the date for their semi-final. I'm not aware that we've done it yet, but hopefully no. we will get to know and hear soon because yeah. that will be a electric game. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've mentioned, um, or certainly to me off the pod, that we've got six games in December. Yes. Um, so, you know, if, assuming this gets slotted in, that'll be seven games. So it wouldn't be a massive shock if we see maybe a reversal or a change of competition for the, yes. for the already scheduled Caledonia yeah. game. And I guess, I mean, you know, let's let's um, let's again continue to try and stoke it up. Glasgow's got to be feeling good about themselves, and on paper, you know, they're two and zero against us. So surely they're the favourites. Absolutely, and who doesn't want to support an underdog? Yes, absolutely. So uh, that's why we're going into that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously, as part of the Newcastle game, one one thing that jumped out to both of us was yeah. was Mark Lovett on fire, um, on fire. I think I mentioned it in the arena that it, it felt like he had the ball on the string on a string at one point, and five from five from three, hundred percent. You quite literally can't get better than that. You cannot, and 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 you know, I just wonder how often that that occurs. Not that you know shooters or, or players can go 100% occasionally but from three and 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 the um you know the, the fact that he took five of them you know yeah normally if you with a you people shoot 100% from three it means they've shot one, one three. three yeah um so yeah to do it five uh, five from five really impressive from mark we know you know um he can get hot and when he's cooking you know he's, he's a real lethal shooter um you know, and, and 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 he can hurt teams quite quickly as well. Yeah, I kind of um, I noted. Um, I can't remember which game it was, Sky Game or BBL Show, Drew Lasker. Um, in terms, and I can see the comparison in terms of body shape, style, and length, and the fact they can um, shoot the three. Likened him to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Wow, okay, so I can see that in terms of yeah. size, length, and the fact that he can step out and shoot that. Yeah, a bit of an insult to uh, Mark, obviously. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, absolutely wonderful. Um, obviously, you spoke to Rob. We've, we've, we've gone through that. He wasn't the only person you spoke to at practice. No, no, absolutely. Actually, we kind of did a it's double bubble or triple double. Triple yes, double. Yes. So the next person I managed to grab. Uh, yeah, Jabril Adekoya. Um, just a quick shout out on the triple double. It just reminded me. Um, a British guy in college played for the Surrey Scorchers a little bit, Cam Hildreth. Okay. You may remember him. I do, yeah. I believe, he's at Wake Forest. I believe he's got his first college triple-double recently. Wow. So shout out to him. Things look bright for Cam. Um, but as it is his riders, we'll get on and we'll yeah. talk to Jabril. Okay. So Jabril, how's the health, um, the fitness? Because um, you unfortunately missed the game last Wednesday up in Glasgow. How are you feeling physically? Um... Feeling feeling okay, just some bumps and bruises, which is you know normal for most people during a long season. Uh, luckily here, you know Rob's a smart guy. We got a nice health and uh, 
performance team. So just about load management and trying to you know keep it strong and not regress opposed to progressing with it. Okay, I want to take you back briefly to uh, your college days. Um, university I'm not too familiar with. Valpo Beacons, is it, you, you played for? Yeah, the, the Beacons. When I was there, we were the Crusaders. But, uh, you know, today and things get, people get a little sensitive with certain names and things, so I think they had to change it to be politically correct to the Beacons now. Thoughts about that? Yeah, whatever whatever helps everybody sleep at night. I'm all for it. <laughs> okay, so um, then you came over to Spain, Europe, played a few years there. What was that experience like? It was really cool. It was super cool. Um, I knew just off talking with um, people in Europe and old coaches and stuff that I'd have the opportunity to play in a couple places. Asian had a couple options for me, and... Um, I had a cousin living in Spain at the time, and I just really fell in love with the culture. So that kind of helped me gravitate towards going there. And in my opinion, beyond the United States, I feel like Spain has the best domestic basketball in the world. So it was just a pretty good place for me to start and uh, assimilate to the game. So it's a question that I ask fairly regularly. Um, the gap or the difference between playing college ball to turning professional. Is that gap big, large? I would say so. I mean, at the end of the day, it's basketball, but of course there are different nuances. Even from going to like high school and the States to college, it's a huge jump in the speed of the game and how things are officiated. Same way going from a college to professional, especially a European country where um, a lot of those nuances of the game, you don't really know until you go over there and play. Like, for example, stopping a play with a foul on purpose. That's not something you're really used to in the States, but in Europe, that's, that's pretty that's pretty common practice, just for example. So just talk to us a little bit how it came that you arrived here in Leicester. Yeah, so um, as you, I'm sure you know, and a lot of people know I have the British passport, so it makes it a lot easier for me to sign in, in, um, in England. And I always knew I wanted to play in the league just off having family and friends play in the league previously. I was familiar with the league, and, you know, I thought it'd be cool for me to try out and um, Leicester just seemed like the right fit I like the the history of the club I know a couple of people that have played here like when I was making my decision to come here I was actually with Tim Williams who I'm sure the the longtime supporters are familiar with he won an MVP here uh, I want to say in the playoff final I want to say so he just had all good things to say about Rob and the club and just made my decision to come here a lot easier Okay, so you've you've kind of come here and um, you're certainly looking at last season part of that highly successful team and kind of coming off the bench, that's your kind of seems to be your role. What's your thoughts about being a role? What's your strength that you bring to this group of players um, uh, that you can add to the team? Um, given how the team is set up in our roster, I just feel like I can play the role of you know, being tough on defense, being able to play a bunch of the different positions defensively, being versatile. Um, and that's no knock on, like, uh, my offensive game or anything like that. But just if you take a look at our team, how we're set up, I feel like if I bring that to the table and try to focus on that every night, um, it's going to help our team be the most successful. Of course, you know, there's going to be games where any role player, from me to Kimball to Blake to Evan to Menzies, like – 
we're all obviously playing to roll out the bench, but it's no knock on our offense. I think we can uh, provide whatever the team needs for us, really. And we all understand that, and we're all trying to win, so let's just get we're all on the same page in that regard. I mean, the two nearly two years I've seen you play, it's kind of, I, I kind of got you in the elite uh, echelons of being a defensive player. Is that kind of how you kind of were in college or, or were you kind of more, you know, more round, not rounded is the wrong one way of putting it, but, um, you know, defence, um, you could do other things as well. Right. Um, I think i just kind of grown to learn that I can bring some things to the table defensively that not everybody is really either willing to do or maybe knows how to do. So, I don't know, in college it kind of started for me because everybody's good. Like, I had a draft pick in my position. I got uh, EuroLeague guys on my team. So, we weren't really in need of scoring. But I just realized there were other things I could bring to the game to help us win. And, you know, if you win, everybody's happy. So, just finding ways to win kind of started in college. So, in terms of if you're talking to a young guy, developing guy, and you kind of wanted to improve that person's defensive capabilities. What sort of things would you talk or try and teach to a younger up-and-coming guy around the art of playing defense? What sort of aspects would you focus on? It's actually a really good question because uh, someone just asked me this. I think I was lucky to have the coaches I had. For example, David Wilson, my high school coach, was really big on the details of the game. So... He's the first person really opened my eyes to, okay, if this player goes right, he's usually all the way to the rim. If he goes left, it's usually a pull-up. If he, you know, just he likes to turn over his right shoulder in the post and he likes to fake before he shoots, just things like that really opened my eyes to reading the game defensively and then along in college as well. Had a really good coach, Bryce Drew, that was very detailed in the scouts and stuff like that too. And I mean... I just listened and it helped us win. So, I mean, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So, just kind of been – it's not hard for me to think that way on defense. So, i just kind of taken it with me. And to the younger guys, I would just say the details are important, you know, and not everybody wants to play defense. So, it's a nice way to set yourself apart, especially nowadays. Everybody could shoot. Everybody could do everything on offense. You need to bring something else to the table if you want to stay on the court or stand out or bring value to a team. So I think just paying attention to detail and having the desire and pride to want to stop somebody from scoring, I think it's important. Absolutely. Um, just changing the subject a little bit, I went back to your interview with Mo Walker um, that you did a few weeks ago regarding Black Lives Matters. Uh, and your conversation, which I thought was brilliantly done. You've certainly got a future in the media, I think, uh, how well you did that. Um, thoughts around Black Lives Matters and kind of thoughts around uh, what prompted you that to do that interview, etc. Yeah, to be honest, it was just... Uh, I was more playing the role of interviewing Mo um, as far as how that's understood and perceived here. I've learned that it's kind of different from uh, how it's understood and perceived and received in the United States, what I'm used to. So uh, just to be fair and correct, I don't, I don't usually get too much into it because I think the way I understand it and the things that you know I grew up going through and seeing every day in Chicago is kind of different from here. So um, yeah, it's just my take on it. Just trying to do a nice interview with Mo. He was the star of that show for sure. You did a great job. What would 
be some of those differences. Um, obviously, being a British guy myself, I, I don't have those kind of experiences of growing up in America, Chicago. That's that's where you're from in that area. What would some of those differences be? Would you, would you say? Um, as far as the movement we're talking about, or just as far as culturally, like probably both. Okay. Um, I think the movement is just it can get. In my opinion, in my experience, I think it can get away from the point a lot. Like, it gets kind of political, and people want to be correct, and they don't want to offend people instead of really reaching to the roots of problems and trying to solve things and make a difference and looking in the mirror and saying, okay, maybe this is what I'm doing, which I can change, and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. So just politically, I think people are trying to be correct a lot, which is okay, I get it, but it's not helping anybody really. And then culturally, I mean... I'm sure anyone that watches the news knows that the states is a little bit different when it comes to, you know, race and violence and things like that. So just uh, just two different things, you know, two different things in our regard. Doing that interview, um, I think you said that mum was born in London, yes. I think. Um, and um, tell me if I've got this wrong. Um, Nigerian yep. background? Yep. Okay. Okay, how's that informed who you who you are today? Uh, would you say, uh, Jabril? Uh, it's special, and I mean, I can even kind of tie it around to the last question. Like, growing up in such a diverse place, um, it was like a privilege to have um, have knowledge about where I'm from. Because a lot of my my mates, <laughs> a lot of my mates back home. That's an English phrase, mates. <laughs> It's just a lot of people I grew up with don't have that privilege, which is kind of, it's unfortunate because I can look back and I can talk to my mother, my grandmother in London about, you know, her upbringing in Nigeria and how that makes her the way she is today. And my father and their side of the family too, whereas my friends back home maybe don't have that privilege. They can't say, oh, I'm Jamaican or Nigerian or Cameroonian or Ivory Coast because they don't know. Their culture was washed away when, you know, their ancestors were brought over on slave ships or what have you so it's just a blessing really to you know know where I come from and have some belonging and be able to fall back on that culture I think it's pretty cool yeah so in terms of uh, thinking about then the rest of this season still still feels quite early um, London's kind of leaped out in Bristol what you're looking at for that would make a, a successful season for the for the riders rest of the way um you know I think we set the bar kind of high last year and the way I am, I like to keep building on things we've improved. So for me, success would be silverware and trophies. Um, just to be perfectly frank with you, I'm not the type to say like, oh, if we try our hardest, that is, that's just that's not how I get down. So silverware for sure would be a marker of success for me. And obviously just improvement every day because that's how you get to these achievements and silverware, just improving every day and just good health. So finally, I guess, uh, away from basketball, what does Jibril like to do um, to relax uh, and enjoy away from basketball? Things he's interested in. Um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> just relax, man. Just relax. Talk to loved ones back home on the phone, maybe. Um, stay out of trouble. Read books. Uh, color. All that fun stuff. Everything. <laughs> Okay, right. <laughs> right, I was going to ask your favourite music or film or comedian, but... Uh, you got all those too. <laughs> you got all those. Okay. Anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Um, 
everybody. If you woke up today healthy, shout out to you. Not everyone got the chance to do that today, so keep going. Thanks, Jabril. Fantastic. Uh, best of luck going forward. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. So, um, obviously, that was you speaking with Jabril. Um, mm. what, the, the initial thing that grabbed me was just how sort of well-spoken he seemed to come across. Um, really sort of he came is. across quite intelligent. Um, He's very intelligent. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, yeah, re- re- really struck me that, did it struck a chord me. Obviously, um, mentioned that he's got friends and family that have played over in the BBL, and one particular name stood out, Mr. Tim Williams. Timmy. Yeah, I kind of, um, when he, he dropped that name, and I said, oh, cracky, yes, it's familiar, and, and kind of, me, because I'm really old, I just struggled to remember who he was, but then, of course, it did come back to me, and um, did play for us. Yeah, came in partly through the season. Actually, I believe, without double-checking, it's the, it's the season... The last season that we had a stab in Europe, two thousand eighteen nineteen, I think the season was. Yeah, so that's when we, you know, had a bit of a stab in Europe previously. So yeah. both him and Tim having to go. Tim came in late. I think he was replacement for Wayne Martin, right? Who had come in, I think, in replacement for Trayvon because Trayvon was hurt. I think it was a back injury. Okay. So Wayne came in on a short term deal, and Timmy was a bit more permanent towards the end of the season, and a fantastic post player big man yeah um, real good player he was as as um jabril sort of mentioned got mvp in the playoff game sort of you know helped win that game and yeah what what started i think that season started as a tough season finished on a massive high and he was a big part of that in winning that mvp yeah um going back to jabril because that's yeah. who you were speaking to yeah um, i like i like how you kind of talked about the the importance the art of defense and um i think um guess one of the things I took away from that was actually you need to really get into details, 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 details to really think um, um, about, you know, players' tendencies. And I like how we spoke about if, if a player's going right, it means this and it's going left. It, at that level of detail is mm. kind of what you need and that helps it in, and informs his, his kind of what I think um, is, a, is an elite defender. Yeah, that ability to make those reads. People talk about a lot about making reads on offence. I think they talk about it a lot less on defence, but they are still there to be made, there to be had. Um, interesting that you've actually not seemed to have thought of a nickname for Jabril this week. I haven't. Nothing. Nothing's kind yeah. of instantly so, sprung to mind. Yeah, so I don't know. I had, I had some vague thoughts, but nothing concrete. Okay. So there was a couple. I think you go down the artist route. Oh, um, the artist, yeah, yeah like that. Maybe like Arti- that. Artist D. Artist D. Um, artist, yeah, I like Artist D. D. The other thing I thought, because obviously Go he's, on. we've spoken about it before and he gets spoken about a lot. He's got the best, best hands in the league. Okay. Um, stripping. So I was thinking about calling him the storyteller because right. he's Hans Christian Anderson. Crikey. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's that... a bit of a dodgy joke. But there you go. That's <laughs> 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 definitely, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, because he, he, you know, he tells stories. But should, anyway, we should have a vote on that. Vote yeah. in what you prefer. I think I, I think I might go for artist D. Yeah, Arti- artist D. Jabril Adekoya, um, <laughs> the agent of defense. Yes, loving um, that. Loving that. Yeah, fantastic. And what he guards, you know, I think sometimes we maybe don't underappreciate him because you know he's loved by riders faithful. But maybe we we don't appreciate you know the full extent of what he does and what he's capable of because yeah. he'll guard anyone on the court doesn't matter how big they are he's always stronger than them <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't ask him and i know i was tempted to um what what sort of move would you you know within a 
cage fight would you take coach out with you know what what's yeah. what, what would be his go-to move i didn't ask him that i was a bit i was a bit frightened to ask him yeah in case he started de- demonstrating like, yeah get you in a headlock yeah. or something yeah. well as you know i'm a white need nerdy looking guy with no strength or power whatsoever yeah like an off-duty geography teacher that's right (laughs) anyway you spoke to Jabril um, at practice there was another familiar face at practice um, that you had the opportunity to speak to um, Mo Walker so I just spotted Mo Walker down at training sat watching the guys work out how you doing Mo? I've been pretty good, just uh, on the road to recovery right now, uh, rehabbing, working out, trying to stay involved with the team as much as I can. Okay, so the surgery's completed or done um, successfully, and like you say, you're in the process of of rehab. Um, What does that kind of look like on a weekly basis? Uh, Is that that planned out? Is there there a map in in, in place for that process? Yeah, there's a rough outline for me to follow. supposed to be six weeks after surgery before I can start doing anything specifically with my foot and my calf. Um, right now I'm just trying to maintain everything else, you know, do what I can, uh, the other parts of my body just to maintain it, make sure make sure there's no real drop off and I stay fit. Okay, so um, not the first injury you've had in recent times, so I'm kind of interested a little bit about how you keep how it impacts you emotionally, um, psychologically, um, and um, that injury occurred up in Glasgow. Did you know straight away, or did you get a sense that it was something, you know, kind of a long-term injury? Yeah, uh, when it happened, I pretty much knew straight away. Um, I heard a lot of stories about people, like, tearing their Achilles and rupturing their Achilles, and um, all the stories and things I've heard were pretty much exactly what I was going through. You know, I felt like somebody kicked me in the back of my foot, when I looked behind me, there was nobody there. So, yeah, immediately I, I kind of reached for my foot. When I put my foot on the ground, it just felt kind of funny. And, yeah, I, I grabbed it and I touched it and it felt like there was nothing really there. So, yeah, I knew pretty much right away. And uh, mentally it's tough, you know. I've been through a lot of injuries, like you said. Um, I try to just focus on, you know, the positive that can come from it. You know, I get to... The fact that I'm still here, still around the team, you know, kind of is a is a good distraction for me. Um, and just, you know, being through it before in the past, it's like I know how to tackle it. And I know how to how to bounce back from it. So, just trying to stay positive and trying to surround myself with good people is the main thing I'm trying to do. So, how how do you do that? Kind of in terms, of, I suppose, partly distract yourself. You know, kind of keeping yourself upbeat, people around you, music. I know, I know one of the things um, that's important, well, I think one of the things, because I've known you a little while, is, is, is food. Uh, um, so kind of things that you like to do to, to, to relax, to chillax, what sort of things do you like to get involved in? Yeah, cooking has been my thing for a long time. So cooking is something that I, I love to do. So, you know, I, I, in my downtime, I'm taking a little more, you know, effort and care into, into my cooking. Um, also just like reading. Um, done a lot of reading. I'm playing video games here and there. But like I said, just spending time with the guys and around the guys is the main distraction for me. Because you know, when I'm here, I love basketball. So just watching and just being a part of it for me is is exciting and it makes me happy. Cool. I mean, I suppose that that cooking. I think I've heard you speak about it before. Does that come from your from your Jamaican heritage? I think I've heard you mention previously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my my heritage has a lot to do with it. Um, just my upbringing in general, you know, my parents, 
at a young age went through a separation so it was me and my brother often at times at home just by ourselves so we have to kind of fend for ourselves and figure it out and you know watch a lot of food network you know watch my parents cook here and there and just trial and error really okay so you've got a brother is he bigger or older than you? younger or older than you he's older but not bigger <laughs> i guess that's always a question i kind of i kind of thought of asking you at what sort of age how young were you when they started to refer you as bigger mo let me see maybe my first or second year of high school so uh, maybe when i was around 15 or 16 i grew to be taller than him um he's around six six so yeah maybe when i was about 15 or 16 i grew i was around six six or six seven okay so where where does the uh the family genes the height come from do you think my both my parents are tall my dad is around six six or six seven my mom is pretty tall for a woman around five ten uh, my grandma actually on my mom's side is is i think around six feet six one maybe so yeah for sure it comes from my, my both of my parents both sides so when you was growing up then um who were you looking up to um in terms i suppose values but also i suppose two things really values and kind of uh, where you get your ideas from but basketball as well the, which is the other bit um i would say my values mostly come from my parents and my coaches you know uh i've been blessed to be able to play this game of basketball for so long and i've been blessed to have great coaches around me great people that kind of molded me into the person i am today um but growing up also uh, influence was my brother you know my, my older brother when you're a young kid you know, your older sibling is always the coolest person you know. So, you know, he played basketball from a young age. It just made me want to play basketball. You know, the high school that he chose, I wanted to go to the same school and things of that nature. So my older brother, for sure. Okay, so no particular NBA NBA stars that you kind of look to? or What was your did you, the first NBA vest that you kind of bought or wore around? If I had to pick an NBA star, I would say Vince Carter. Coming out of Canada, you know, Vince Carter was my idol for sure you know won the dunk competition he was a great player over the years and anytime i could go to a raptors game it was it was exciting just to watch him play so him for sure so you and kimball's got that uh, in common then yeah. Carter, yeah most canadians you know it was vince carter uh, the raptors are the only team or yeah are the only team right now in canada so i mean the whole country is really watching watching the raptors so vince carter was the best player on the team and he was my idol for sure Absolutely, absolutely. I suppose finally then, um, things you like to um, off the court. I suppose in, in the UK we have this, this kind of long-term programme called Desert Island Des- Discs radio programme. And, and that just asked um, people to, if you were kind of washed ashore on a desert island, what, what sort of things would you like to ha- must you have there with you that you couldn't live without? So normally to pick about five, six items, what about two or three items that you must have if you were washed up in a desert island? Um, what, 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 what would you list them as being? Well, my phone, so I could call for help. <laughs> uh, but uh, washed on a desert island, hopefully a TV on my PlayStation and a book. I would choose the Bible. The Bible. Yes. You're you're a man of faith. Yeah, I'm. 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 You know, I'm, I don't always follow the, the the road of faith, but I'm trying to, you know, be a better person every day, and uh, just grow as a person. You know, follow follow the Lord and and do what I can to spread light in the world. Okay. What about one musical track? Just one track. Ooh, one song is tough. 
and you can't say any, you can't mention Drake. Ah, oh, that's even tougher. <laughs> um, right now, I'm gonna go with a song by an artist named Kodak Black. It's called Walk. <laughs> I just, I just like the song. It's got a good vibe. It's got a good feel, and it's, it's speaking positivity into the world. Okay, great. Um, Mo, really appreciate you letting me irritate you with some silly questions. I appreciate it, and I wish you all the luck uh, in your recovery. Hopefully, we'll see you back on court soon. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate this. So there you hear the thoughts of of Mo, a number of things. I mean, I saw him at at training, just sat watching the guys, and I thought, you know, I'll just just approach him, see if he kind of wants to have a quick conversation, which he was more than willing to do. And um, as, as I guess I knew he would be. Um, uh, and I thought it was important because, um, you know, sometimes when players get long-term injuries, they, they can be kind of overlooked, forgotten about, um, and I feel a little bit out of it. So I think it's important to have a conversation with him and kind of recognising, uh, you know, I asked him a little bit, how, how do you, you know, remain positive um why you why your body heals and recovers absolutely and i think so i you know I, I've, I've been able and fortunate enough to spend a decent amount of time with mo recently he's done quite a lot of work at the riders foundation uh, we've been doing um sort of assemblies in schools um and going there and talk about and you talk about resilience and that's one of the things you know key themes that 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 what everybody needs uh, if, you, if you're going to be successful, um, whether that be, you know, sport, education or any any industry. There's, yeah. there's going to be all, all obstacles to overcome and, and things to um, that you need to sort of, I guess, come back from, bounce back from. And I guess, yeah. you know, the team succeeded in that from Wednesday to Saturday. And I think Mo, you know, speaking to him, he'll certainly do that. And yeah. he's certainly not the last, you know, we've seen of Mo Walker playing professional basketball. I think he's looking after his body. He's in the, he seems to be in the gym all the time, lifting upper body. Um, obviously not, you know, not, not stressing his, his leg, but yeah. um, sort of doing the right things to, 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 to come back. Um, he's taking responsibility for that. And I thought it was really, really nice that he gave his brother a shout out. Um, and I think he's right. Most people... You know, I'm, I'm being biased here because I am the older brother. Um, think their older brother is the coolest person in the world, and I'm sure my younger sister would yeah. thoroughly agree with that yeah, statement. She, she would definitely endorse that. Yeah, I think, <laughs> or yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was really cool to see Mo. Um, obviously, going back to what we sort of said, or what you said, was sort of a theme of the episode, making sure that people don't get overlooked. Mo's a big part of that. Still part of the team. Yeah, um, still around the, the practice. Just missed out on asking what his signature um, dish was. Uh, I was talking about cooking a little bit, and um, yeah, I've kind of forgot to ask. So, Mo, what is your signature dish? Yeah, it'd be interesting. And when and when are we? When are you cooking for the whole team? Yeah, including um, us. Yeah, we're, we're we're claiming part of the team, are we? We are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I wouldn't know, but certainly you know a question we can ask him next time. So you got you got him a bit. Um, or ad hoc almost today. Yes, Hopefully, yes, we'll have yes. an opportunity to speak to him in a bit more detail and, and learn, you know, scratch the surface a bit more with Mo. And may, maybe his signature disc will come up. Of, of course, Big Mo, Big Mo since he's about fifteen years old. Yeah. Did he say he was six, 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 six seven, seven at, at 15. fifteen? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair size, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and obviously, you know, maxing out at six ten as he is now. Yeah, cool, um, fantastic. Um, and yeah, hopefully we see him back on the court. It's going to be a while, but hopefully we see him relatively yeah. soon. One bit of exciting riders news, of course. 
Riders News. Is this R and R? Riders Rumours, or is this, it this fact? Is, this is fact. It's fact. confirmed. Fact. Go on then. And it's open. There's a little clue in that. Oh, it's oh right. I, I, can, I think I know where you're going, but go on. Yeah. So Riders, in collaboration with John Lewis Lester, have got a pop up store in John Lewis. Yeah, I think that makes us, you know, big time. We're, we're big in, time. We're in John Lewis. John Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, they're quite a large uh, retail um, outlet, aren't they? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of John. Yes. Um, on a first name basis, there apparently. Um, anyone that's in in and around Leicester, definitely head out, check it up on the third floor. Yeah, you'll see it as soon as you come up the escalators um, on your right hand side. I'm just doing that to prove that I've been um, and checked it out. I have also been. Yeah, so I've already. Also checked it out and had a look. But yeah, definitely go and check it out. Support the Looks store. Looks great. Yeah, it does look really, really good. Yeah. Um, when I went as well, they had a TV running the BBL Cup final game from last season. Okay. So right. um, yeah. it was in the first quarter when I got there, but spoiler right. alert, we do win that game. Okay. And that's why we're reigning and defending BBL Cup championship, uh, champions. So yeah, um, that, that that was pretty cool. Um, had not just the store, but a bit, bit about us and a few flyers about what's going on in the riders. Um and if anyone's seen the um, the little trailer that that, that um, is on Riders Twitter, you know, yeah, the, the little video, yeah, the little yeah. trailer, they'll know just how the big the podcast seems to be getting. Is it getting big? Are we getting big uh, in certain areas? Because um, I think we've we've gone from probably two listeners confirmed, yeah, up to I think we've doubled that now. Yeah, I think we're, we're in four? the. We're, I, I believe we're around four. Yeah. Wow, one more, and we could have like a summer league team. Yeah, we could, couldn't we? Yeah, long for the ride, summer league team. There you go. Yeah, um, and taking wouldn't take on any podcast team from around the world. Yeah, um, I just need to say though, I need somebody who's willing to push me around up and down the court in a wheelchair because that's the only way I could play. I think with my age. Yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll rescind that a little bit because we don't want to take on the old man and the three because we'd get we'd get burned by JJ Reddick. Yeah, that's a good podcast worth checking out. Anyway, um, but yeah, um, anyone that's seen the trail will know how big the the pod's getting because go on. Uh, 19 seconds into the trailer, there's basketballs on screen. On the right hand side, it looks like there's a waxwork, a waxwork of the BFG. Oh. <laughs> He's made it. He's famous. He's famous. Yeah. Is 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 he appearing in all Madame Tussauds as well? Do you think? I, I can only imagine it's you know it's it's coming. Yes. Um, yeah. So anybody who's popping into a Madame Tussauds globally, because yeah. I know there's one in London, but they're all over the world. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Check out the sporting section. It, I assume the BFGs in all of them. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Well. So it looks like we've got a waxwork in there. Yeah. Well, it certainly looks like it on the trailer. Definitely. Um, so are we into shout outs now then? I guess is that, I guess, is that we I guess we've fallen into that. Yeah. 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 So a couple of people really just to mention then, because um, um, was on, on Saturday, um, the Newcastle game, I did say I was going to try and get some sounds and recordings, but um, I was doing—I was quite busy trying to do other things to do with the BBL players, some more successful than, than, than others. Um, I had a great um, shot of the back of my head yeah. when, when trying to uh, to um, do an interview with Mark Lovin at yeah. the end of the game. I mean, at least what it does do is it, 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 all you need to do is print that out and you can take it to the hair transplant studio and right, yeah. you'll know exactly where to fill in. Yeah, yeah. 
not not a great look anyway so I, I was busy um so i didn't i didn't get a chance really to talk to people and to get some recordings of supporters voices which i kind of want to do um so that's that's still on me, me me agenda to do um did find out that um the the commentators uh the professionals who did the game on saturday and that's anton deck i mean anton dan uh daniel radledge it was his birthday uh yeah. and only Interestingly, it was his birthday that day, yeah. uh, and it was um, one of the supporters who we know well, Jackie, Jackie yep. R. Yeah. Um, so I did, I did wonder, and I did ask them both: well, Are you really? Were your twins separated at birth? Uh-huh. AKA the film Twins. And the question is: Which one would be Arnold Schwarzenegger, and which one would be Danny DeVito? So I'm going to answer that. Oh, uh, that's brave. Yeah, and I'm going to answer it by saying whichever one I'm speaking to at that moment is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other, it's, the, it's always the other one that's Danny DeVito. Okay, and hopefully I never speak to him at the same time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, sure they won't work it out. That, you know the, the plan. Yeah. Um, I, I think. Yeah. So I think the, the other person, of course, I need, I've not been not mentioned for a couple of weeks is Pop. Yeah, Pauline of the Pod. Pauline of the Pod. So, hello, Pauline. Um, I hope you're still awake or, or you're gently, softly slipping into a nice resting sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd be ashamed to, ashamed to wake you up. Um, but wake, wake you up, hopefully, the riders will do. Yes. As they head on the road Saturday. We're on the road uh, again. Yeah, for the eighth time in the league, I think Rob said, yeah. out of 12. It is, it is. I mean, again, I sometimes think as supporters, we don't don't always pay attention to it. But it, it does feel really an odd, unusual, unique season that we are so many games front-loaded away. Yeah, I mean, obviously that will swing back around at some point. The, mm. pen, the pendulum will, will swing. Yeah. The tables will turn. Um, and, and we'll have a long run of home games. I'm like, oh, I'm sick of playing every weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, so surely that'll turn. And obviously, there's teams we've mentioned it before. Bristol seem to have played all of their games almost at home. So yeah. that that that'll all you know balance out yeah. at some point. Um, so yeah, we, we, I'm, at the moment though, I am looking forward for that home swing. Yeah, good news on the road. Um, where fingers crossed, we'll be there. Yeah, all of both us will of be us. there. Yeah. yeah, we'll be there. So we've, we've chartered a private. Pod plane. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chris. Um, <laughs> did you know you're playing for that? Um, transport, that helicopter, I think is kind of um, what we've, we've chartered. Chris yeah. doesn't know yet he's paying for that, but... Yeah, um, no. Um, uh, and we should shout out Chris. Chris, Chris of Stonygate uh, as Chris well. of Stonygate. Big Stonygate. fan, of course, of Zach Big Country Jackson. Yeah, of course, everybody is. Um, so we'll be down there. And hopefully, be nice. Um, I know I know. we're now in... Well, come, come Saturday, we'll... we'll will be into December and the kind of mm. Christmas has started, etc. be nice to see um, as many supporters trying to get down there as possible. It'd be good. Yeah, so obviously, and, and we sort of glazed over, we haven't even mentioned it, we love Saturday basketball. We love it. We had a, we had a bit last week at home. Look how Newcastle. well we performed. Yeah, there was energy in the room. Yeah. Um, people were fresh, not having to worry about going to work and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, hopefully people can find time Saturday to travel down to to Surrey Sports Park and support the guys. Of course, if not, it is available in all the usual places. Yes. Um, BBL YouTube, BBL Player, etc., etc. But let's make an effort to try and get down there en masse. Yeah. Um, 
Surrey, obviously, a dangerous team. Um, I be- think they are. Yeah, they've been. I think even more unfortunate injuries yeah. than us. Yeah, uh, which feels which feels mad to say because we've yeah. struggled this year in a way I don't think I've ever, we ever have before. They get all their talent on the court. They're a dangerous, dangerous team. Yeah, I think their win losses belies um, their ability. Should they be able to get a full fit? Um, squad out on the floor I think you're right uh, and they would and I remember Ryan Martin is, is really difficult played against us um, Rob said last year where, where did we first time we see him did you know Greg? first time um, I can't remember if it was home or away but he was playing for Beckham Bears that's correct Beckham Bears yeah so yeah. it was either in Aarhus or yes. the Morningside Arena yes um, or House Aarhus First time, first leg was at the morning side, and then we travelled away. Okay, so the first time we saw him was in Leicester, so not not yes. too grand a, a location in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, when he was playing for Bakken, um, yes. so yes. real good player, played at European level, pedigree. Um, yeah. Andrew Lawrence, great player, great pedigree. Quincy Taylor, great player, great pedigree. Paddy Wang, great player, great pedigree. Luke Steele, great player, great pedigree. And rather than just keep repeating that and repeating that, just to illustrate that Surrey. That team's got talent. They ha- absolutely have. So it's not going to be a you know a walkover by any means. Um, no. uh, win down there, we, we're going to have to um, really earn it. Yeah. Obviously, it's where Derek made his debut, had a fantastic game last time down. So more of the same, please, DT. Yes, absolutely. Um, wonderful. Yeah, let, let's make the journey down to Surrey. But at home, our next home game yeah. is a team that we've not seen for a while. Yeah, absolutely. 9th <laughs> of December, so it's not too far away. Caledonia Gladiators. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Gareth Murray. I think we referred to him as Wolf, didn't we? From Gladiators. Yeah. yeah. Gladiators. Yeah. Are you ready? There um, you go. Hopefully, we start the first whistle and they start about ten minutes later. Yeah. In the old um, head start of the final yeah. round. That's a throwback. Um, but yeah, a bit of an exciting slash interesting collaboration for the riders uh, on that. We've got a special. Special kit coming for that game. It's going to be available, I think, for purchase on the day as well. Is it kit or shirts? And do we do we know? Um, I think I think the players will be playing in a special shirt. Okay, um, right. Or certainly yeah. a variation of the kit. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure whether there'll be additional t-shirts, etc., as well. But I think there'll be definitely something available for fans. I guess this is R and R. That's a bit of a rumor. Yeah. It Although is. it's it, you know don't know exactly what's going on. But yeah. I had a quick look. So it's the uh, DC Otto. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Okay. Um, used to play up front for Spurs. Russell knows him. Um, but anyway, um, they're, they're doing a bit of a collaboration. I went on their website and they do lots of stuff with almost all the Premier League teams and they've right. done stuff for National League teams and. Um, and they basically put almost like graffiti art onto kit. So it'll be interesting okay. to see what how, you know where they go yeah. uh, and what they do. So yeah, um, and clearly work with a lot of big names. And so yeah, that, that that's interesting, exciting. So look out for that on the socials because I'm sure the kit will be released ahead of time, as it often is on these sort of occasions. So that yeah. so that'll be interesting. Look out for that. But of course, make sure you get your tickets. Get down, support the guys. Yes. Hopefully, going to be a exciting game we're let's, really looking to get our revenge on the gladiators let's be noisy yeah absolutely. let's be loud absolutely you bring bring your drums bring your vuvuzelas bring a friend yes let's make it full let's make it loud and send gladiators back home up north with a loss anyway for this week i've been greg as always i'm joined by mark this is a long for ride podcast your leicester riders podcast and that is our name